This has been a long time coming. We've been talking about a podcast. Every day, every afternoon, every morning, there's a new story being told or a story untold. Welcome to the Scratch Your Niche Podcast. Well, Josh, Bryson, so great to have you guys around the table. This has been a long time coming. We've been talking about a podcast, a podcast that would serve South Sound businesses and beyond. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while now, and so it's just great to, to sit around. Let's, let's let people know a little bit about why we're wanting to do this. This is great. I mean, from my perspective, I, I just love the idea of a chance for more storytelling. There are so many stories that are untold. And here we're in the storytelling business at the same time. Every day, every afternoon, every morning, there's a new story being told or a story untold. And for this opportunity to be with both of you, to, to craft a, another opportunity to tell a great story, this is super exciting. So fun. I know how often, you know, um, Brian and I have, have talked and talked about adding value to people's lives, especially business owners. You know, and uh, and just people in general. I feel like the people around this table um, are can't help but over deliver, and can't help but do the right things, and can't help but add as much value as humanly possible. Because it seems like that's what's neat about doing a podcast with you guys is that it seems like that's our driving motivation is to do well, and yeah. do right by people. For sure, it's so cool. And we're gonna get to introductions in a in a moment here, and have you guys uh, and myself just will open up about our story a little bit and give listeners a bit of that. But I think it'd be cool to just, let's, let's dream a little bit about what this podcast could be, mm-hmm. what we hope uh, people will gain from it. Um, I know as we, as we thought through various names and talked through some of that, landing with scratch your niche, it's kind of a fun play on words, but it also has, there's a lot of truth behind it, a lot of intentionality behind it. You know, our tagline, the riches are in the niches. And the truth is, is that when you can narrow your focus and really hone in on one thing and do that one thing incredibly well, that's when you'll, you'll win. And we hope to, to tell stories of, of many successful business owners, entrepreneurs that have cashed in on scratching their niche and, and just going all in on that. So um, I, I think this is the beginning, not only of a, a podcast, but something that we would hope to even craft a book at some point. So some of the stories that we'll tell here, maybe we'll go deeper in some of those principles of uh, success that these companies have experienced. And, um, you know, what are some other thoughts? What are some things you guys are hopeful for? I mean, I'm thinking also an event, some kind of a roundtable, some kind of a, a panel of discussion thematically around entrepreneurship, scratch your niche. There is so many different opportunities here for us to extend the storytelling and extend the audience engagement. Big time. I, I, I got to piggyback on that because I dream of a, an event someday that would, would be almost a, a conference inspiring maybe the next wave of business owners and entrepreneurs that would come up, those that have had a, a dream or some kind of spark of something but just don't know exactly how to get started. Right. I think they'll be encouraged from those that have gone before them and shared their stories and you know businesses that have started in basements to um, companies that have been around for years and have gone through ups and downs and failures and even hearing those stories. Um, man, I'm just excited to explore. I think that there could be a lot of great um, collaborative opportunities out of this space where um, companies or individuals with some like-minded direction but aren't in direct competition could really work together in some really neat ways, tell some good stories and engage people. And I'm remembering a panel that I was a part of not too long ago, 
And what's fun about this, and I think that wherever wherever this thing turns, I think we're always going to ask questions like just just after the theme of this podcast as well, but knowing that whatever we're offering has to be something different. Right. I think that there's a lot of great podcasts about marketing or business or and there, and Leadership. or entertainment. Yeah, there's a lot sure. of great great, you know, outlets for that. But I'm always going to ask, okay, what's everyone else talking about? And what can we say that's different? What do we have to where's our that's niche good. as we discover this thing? Wow. And I think that's going to help us inform what the expression is, events, interactions, um, collaborating on content or or campaigns or books or whatever this is going to happen. It's it's going to come out of that desire for us to be a bit of a bit of cowboys, doing something a little different. I like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. coming on from right field, shooting you know? from the hip. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's cool. I think that we all share that same DNA too. It's true. And, you know, things like this only have value if there is somebody listening on the other end, and and if there's feedback. I think uh, what's cool is. If you're listening to this right now, it'd be wonderful to hear from you. Um, I wish that I could just say an email address, but that hasn't even been set up yet. Uh, but we want to hear from you. you. You'll be able to reach Bryson, myself, Josh, and uh, and ask questions. And and I mean, honestly, feedback will be the lifeblood of this because we want to be relevant. I think we we want to bring real great content to the table yeah. and incredible stories that uh, you know will inspire people. So. Uh, would love to hear your story, Josh. Why don't we spend some time just unpacking kind of your start? Uh, oh, I love tell this. Tell us about your company. Love this. Uh, introduce yourself. Brag on yourself a little bit. This is a moment <laughs> to just you know share the goodness of what you get to be involved with every day. And uh, you know, as one of the co-hosts of this podcast, it'd be great to hear from you. Well, I, I, first of all, it's, a, it's an honor to be here. This is an awesome opportunity to be with two brothers that are out in the trenches. Uh, kicking it, doing business. And uh, I love business. I love entrepreneurship. Uh, Definitely, uh, that's been part of my DNA. And uh, college dropout, entrepreneur, (laughs) quickly realized that the college path that uh, is of the masses is not the direction that this cat is wired for. And uh, quickly learned just the idea of working for a lot of small business owners from the Chamber of Commerces to just finding ways to get the mind of the market from a business owner standpoint. And then uh, early 2001, had the idea to go out and launch my own media company and spent about six months and uh, borrowed against a uh, investment I made into uh, a coffee company up north. Mm. And uh, that turned into uh, seed money uh, 15 years later to start Premier Media Group. Wow. And wow. Uh, the, the week I went out and launched my, uh, my new company was the week of 9-11. Oof. Not a great time to start a company. Oof, no, sir. And so this is almost 19 years ago. And realized that, uh, man, if I, can, if I can cut it and make, make business work in a time when there's anthrax and terrorism wow. and our country is in a state of turmoil, that, man, uh, with God at my side, I can do so much. Yeah, and so quickly learned just to really uh, invest into others, believe in others, and just align myself with amazing folks, amazing talent, put together a board. Before I even started the company, I had an advisory board I put together just to help guide no and, and transform wow. the direction I want to go. Wow. Time to take notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because I know I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I have some certain talent, and it's very small. Wow. But I'm writing this down but right But there's, now. there's folks in my life that have tremendous skills that, I mean, for one, finance. 
finance I can read, I can study, but I'm not in the I'm not in the weeds uh, creating spreadsheets and right. studying and implementing a PNL. I can read it, but I, that's not a gift that I have, nor do I want to pursue that. That's so good. Wow. And so just just having talent in, in certain sectors that can really help guide and be cheerleaders and be ambassadors for your brand was a huge part of that startup phase. I can see a, an entire episode devoted to yeah. how to build the right board for your company, for right. your project. And, right. and I love that you did it preemptively Strong. ahead of time right. uh, with the idea that, look, this is going to be a long-lasting mm. company and to have other voices that's besides strong. mine speaking into it and helping me to stay focused on right. what I do best. Well done. That's Thanks, a, brother. That's a great And cutting your teeth away. in such a hard season. Right. I mean, yeah. you have to learn early on, right? Like, you've got to over-deliver for clients. You've got to bring lots of value. You gotta right. give them a reason to stick around. Embracing, you need <laughs> lots of no's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn to say no. Oh. Yeah. So our first product that I started uh, conceptually was a wedding and event magazine for the South Sound, and knocked on probably 400 doors. But I had 40 plus folks say, "You know what? I believe in your idea. I'll commit to sponsoring and advertising in your magazine." And then eight months later, I came out, published our first ever magazine, which was South Sound Wedding and Event. No and, kidding. Uh, that today, that product is still in business. It's been sold twice, and now they have a whole wedding uh, um, expo business. Is that the deal? Event business. Wow. So they've done well. But I sold that in 2006. There's so many stories aligned with this, wow. but that was the seed money that helped launch 425 uh, Magazine, which is a, a huge part of our business up in Bellevue with 425 Business, 425 Magazine. But our core business is media. Yeah. We're in the print business with South Sound, South Sound Business, um, and then also in 425. We're also in the digital space, social media, and a huge part of our business as well as a high-touch experience with events. Hmm. And uh, just year after year, just grinding, being in, being in a niche that we just stayed in our lane. And we know that to, we have to minimize the distractions and just stay in our lane. Yeah. And our philosophy is we want to be a breath of fresh air. So anytime you engage our staff, our company, if you do business with us, if you're part of our event, you read our magazine, there's something that's different. There's a breath of fresh air. That's so good to hear from you. And I think something that will guide what we do within this podcast as well. Yeah. I think, you know... It's so easy to consume media through the years these days when we're driving. We spend a lot of time on the road. And so if somebody can gain wisdom from some of the hard knocks that we've taken as business owners uh, or, you know, over the years and have a fresh uh, breath, a breath of fresh air. I, yeah. I love that saying. We want to be relevant. We want to be fresh. We want to bring great content to people. So, right. man. Well, Josh, I just admire all, the, all that you've done. I would definitely have to interview you and, and tell the entire yeah. story, get into all the details down the road, and and uh, man, excited to hear more in the future. Looking forward to it, Bryce. Let's hear more. Yeah. Let's hear your story, man. Fosters Creative. Yeah. Tell us about how that began, why that began, maybe some of uh, your philosophy, what drives you as well. Yeah, I loved hearing a snapshot of that. I want to ask a lot of more, a lot more questions, Josh. <laughs> That's so good. Jeez, I'm like, I'm writing notes down. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, when you launched your company, I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, that's crazy. I was in I was in a, an economics class, so I remember that very specifically that that day and that time frame. Um, yeah, you know, you know, for me, I'm an artist. I'm a musician. Um, I've been involved in, you know, storytelling and marketing and selling uh, since very very young. 
my dad was an entrepreneur. He uh, owned a CB radio repair shop when that was very relevant. Wow. And, uh, and he also owned a motorcycle repair shop in the same building. And so growing up, it was very common to see my dad doing business, making sales, you know? And um, we used to get to ride the dirt bikes that he, um, he got in be, until they got sold or until we broke them, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I remember seeing, I remember really loving and seeing that and always curious why my dad like, didn't have a job. You know, but he worked all the time, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but, but he wasn't know, clocking in, clocking out. Wasn't clocking in, yeah. clocking out. And, um, you know, got that bug really early on. Uh, and I was talking to Brian about this not too long ago that, you know, um, most entrepreneurs, um, the mark early on is the, that you sold things, you flip things at some point as an adolescent. You sold something. Yep. Cards, you bought this, gum, you candy. flipped it. You did, and, I, <laughs> and so for me, you know, I started uh, making CDs and uh, found a friend that was in the, um, in the neighborhood named Katie, and she had a CD burner on a computer. Boom. Right when those came out. I Whoa. Oh, I had man. a tape. I had a, 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 like a four-track tape recorder that I'd record music on, and, um, and I found out that she had an input, like a mic input. So I, I jimmy-rigged a bunch of wires, you know, figured it out and found out I could record my songs, digitalize them, and then put them on a CD, right? And this was, you know, during the time. I'm so thankful when my, my time was because I was right in the middle of having the access to technology, but I didn't have the tutorials. So I had to figure things out. I felt like I invented so many things, you know, <laughs> troubleshooting, and would make uh, put my songs on this on her computer and burn CDs, and I would go sell them to everybody. I would sell them to teachers. I would sell them. I would be making four hundred bucks a week just selling records, like at the transit station All and the songs to teachers. You wrote. Yeah, yeah, I would be making money. Yeah, like yeah. I really like made money. Like it was so weird, awesome. right? And I uh, loved it. Go out there and perform, you know, on the street, no fear, just because I love the passion and I really liked the idea of getting my stuff out there. And I liked selling. It was fun. You know, I, I found out really early that's what I wanted to do. Hated school. Oh, my gosh. Only went to school to talk to girls. That's it. Bottom line. That's all I went to school. Hang out with, hang out with, hang out with friends, Wonderful. talk to school. <laughs> she was beautiful. <laughs> she was beautiful. And I remember I joke with people at, when I was growing up, you know, I would go to bed at night and I would say... Um, I would go to bed, I'd go through the day, and I would go through each period and grade the laughs that I got at school. I only went You'd to entertain yourself. people. And then that's I would, a level of self-awareness that's uncommon. And I would correct, and I would go, that class in second period was a different crowd. I have to approach it differently. And I, I would really go test out my joke. material. No kidding. And I'd go back, and I'd go Who at night, and you? I would go, I killed this, I killed today. And I would be like, yes, I'd be so excited, right? As you would grade yourself at Absolutely. Nighttime. Every oh, night I, I would do that. And go, so I went to school to make people laugh and to talk to girls, hang out with friends. Real talk. And, and I knew that I wasn't going to go to college. I wasn't interested in school. I wanted to get out as soon as possible and just wanted to go do my own thing. Didn't know exactly what that thing would be, but probably was going to be something in music or entertainment or something like that. And uh, looking back now in retrospect, what we're doing now, you know, my family and I are doing now for a living, I can see that those are all those seeds or those things that were training exactly. me to do the things that we're doing now, which is gather people's attention, yeah. storytell really well, wow. and sell something. <laughs> like, I just knew that that was, I look back, wow, I was training all along because a lot of us, it's in our DNA. We were already doing this component over here and that component over here. And then just as we get older, we narrow the focus, you know, and for me in my late 20s, when I started realizing this is what I'm good at. This is my lane. I'm going to focus now. And that was such a huge time in my life where we all zoned in and focused. Okay, those are all the pieces I'm working on. Now I have to figure out how do I spend the majority of my day, every day, 
using the um, the maximum amount of my my natural abilities, skill sets, and giftings. Mm-hmm. How do I spend the majority of my day using those and somehow making money to support my family? Right, exactly. And that's entrepreneurship. Yep. Yeah, in a because you're putting your you're, you're being self aware. You're putting all the things in a list that you know are your talents and giftings that you like. You don't want to do spreadsheets. Correct. I want to I want to meet with people, and no one else can meet with people like I can meet with people. So I need to meet with people, right? Yeah. And figuring out how to put those things on a list and make make a thing that you do with a majority of your time, we call it a job, but it's really just like finding way to monetize, you know, your great skill sets yeah, and adding value, right? And so it kind of all came to a head, you know, in my late 20s, we I was doing some hotel photography because I got hired to do some hotel uh, photo editing at a at a company in Colorado. Um and um low-key lied on my resume because I'd never done it in my life to edit a photo, but I knew I could and said, yeah, I can do this. Hired me. And I worked harder than every person in that room because I had to. I just had to. Always been scrappy like that, right? But I knew I could do it. I'm like, I can make this happen. Spent 24 hours and literally 24 hours doing an assignment that they gave me. What was the last bit of assignment to like show me that I had the chops to do it and stayed up 24 hours straight learning it. No kidding. And got the job and got into some media stuff and eventually moved into a subcontracting role. As soon as I saw that they were opening up an op, um, something in in, East, uh, in Washington, which is where I'm from, Eastern Washington, um, for a photographer, I just jumped on it and I purchased a bunch of gear and I said, hey, I'm your guy. Send me coach. Yeah. And came to the Pacific Northwest and I would go out and shoot. I would go out for 15 days and I would shoot 15 hotels exterior and interior, like 24 image packages one day after another from sun up to sundown, like 15, 20 days in a row and then take 10 days off and just go, go to town <laughs> and just eventually just kind of ran into that, into that world and was doing video and doing all types of stuff and eventually uh, just developed into Foster's Creative because I was, had a child and I didn't want to travel anymore. Yeah. yeah. So we said, let's figure out how to do this now Time from home. It. Yep. So in a very small nutshell, that's kind of my story about That's why I'm here. A lot, yeah. lot of blanks there uh, to fill in, but well, and we'll spend time unpacking yeah. your philosophies too. I think, yeah. uh, man, just your approach, Bryson, to to storytelling, uh, to marketing and events as well. I think is is very special, and I think a lot of people can learn from the way you teach and instruct, and and just your style. Um, it'll be a lot of value to to unpack in the future for sure. Yeah, we'll dive into that. So we do. Media, video production, photography, social media management, um, some consulting stuff and event promotion and all that stuff. So kind of brass tack stuff. We're just like a full scale agency that can do whatever you need us to do. We'll mow your yard. We'll literally just for sure mow your yard. However, whatever your needs are. Whatever you need. Here's the here's the quote. (laughs) Let's hear it. Can you mow my logo in the yard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) And film it. Yes. Everything is branding. Yeah. Let's get a collaborative effort here. (laughs) Brian, we want to hear your story, brother. Absolutely. Brian Reynolds, Anthem Coffee. Golly, powered by coffee. Thankful for that magical bean. Gosh, I never would have expected to to. To build a business and to be sitting at a table like this discussing business and all that jazz. I, you know what, all five foot ten of me uh, was planning on being a pro baseball player. And uh, that was kind of the trajectory of my life. My parents invested a ton of money into, into baseball, into traveling, um, the, the country actually playing on select baseball teams and all that jazz. That I, later, you know, just like your story, Bryson. Um, I didn't realize how much being a part of that team and environment would actually impact what it is I do today in building like team culture, really going all in on that. Um, these, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, 
Anthem Coffee, uh, that's what my family and I run. We're 12 years in the business. Um, by the time this podcast drops, we should have eight locations rolling strong Boom. here in the South Puget Sound, uh, Pierce County area. Um, you know, and, and I've worked, I, I've kind of worked myself out of a, out of a job just by making sure that I'm empowering and entrusting responsibility to, uh, those that are smarter than me and stronger than me in areas similar to you, Josh, too, just knowing what lane you need to be in and what right. you're wired for and what, you know, what you need to do. Um, I mean, four or five years ago, I had an apron on and I'd be slinging Joe and we'd be greeting people at the door and sweeping the lobby, taking orders, doing all that jazz. But uh, we realized, man, in order to scale this thing and grow this thing, um, you know, first of all, I can't, I won't be able to lead others where I haven't led myself. So I knew that I had to grow me so that I could grow other people. And that was when a fundamental shift happened in our business. And I realized, look, we're actually in the people business as everyone is. Sure. Coffee for us is just the tool that we get to use to grow the people business. Coffee, yeah. You know, I'm so thankful that um, every day, what gets me out of bed faster than anything is just helping to unlock the full potential in other people. And so that's my own team. And now that's beginning to translate too to some of the clients that I, that I coach and that I consult with. I, I just love helping them to realize their uh, abilities that are in them that may have been buried just from the day-to-day and the mundane grind of whatever job that they're doing and going back to the basics of mission and what, you know, why they got into the business to begin with. I love exploring that with companies and that's really yeah. something that I hope to bring to this podcast is just, you know, let's go to the why. Let's always start with why. Let's, let's, let's make sure that we're hmm. every day making decisions and leading from the core of who we are. And first of all, sometimes it takes self-discovery. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that takes coaching a yeah. lot of times. Oh, 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 big time. And then the confidence and everything else that goes with I actually was meeting with a, a friend today and just discussing that and just watching his demeanor change right before me as we're talking about some of these fundamental core things that he's gotten so far away from over the years just because of the wear and tear of life, right? And so I could see him begin to perk back up and realize, man, if I just go back to the basics and go back to the fundamental things. Um, so... That gives me great joy, and, and, and that's what we're teaching from daily within our coffee shop. We're always keeping mission right in front of us, and our, our mission, simply put, is heroic hospitality. And to, to just roll uh, back a little bit, that stems from my parents really paving the way. They've given me the greatest gift. You know, I, again, I'm not a college guy. I didn't Actually, my parents paid for me to go to Pierce College, and instead of actually attending, I slept in my car, so I got extra rest in my car <laughs> every day at school. And what's crazy is it actually, it, it began to grate on me the fact that I would be lying to my mom every day when I got home and she'd ask, how was school, honey? How was, how was college? Great, mom. Relaxing. Great. And finally, I just had to sit her down one day. I said, mom, I have something I need to tell you. And she's like, what, is Alicia pregnant? And this is my girlfriend and my yeah. wife now. And I said, no, mom, no, I just, <laughs> I've, been, I've, not been, I've not been attending college. I've, instead, I've been sleeping in my car. And so she, uh, she said, okay, well, great. I'm glad I'm relieved. And now you will be paying for your own college. And so that was a great Boom. gift. And I ended up moving out of the house at the time and all this jazz. But um, thankful, you know, that at that moment in time, uh, my parents, and they have always done it through baseball, through that experience, they've always created a safe place for me to fail as long as I would fail, you know, forward and learn from those things and be quick yeah. to, to learn and, and, ch- and change. Um, hmm. And that's the greatest gift that they could have ever given me was this opportunity to lead this coffee business 12 years ago. You know, um, it was around the time my parents also, they were, they were foster parents. And so they fostered eight kids 
and adopted four of them. But the very first child they adopted was five years old. And at the age of five, she had been through 12 different foster homes in this area already. And, you know, when they decided that, man, we're going we're gonna to bring this girl in and we're going to give her a last name and, and a forever home, that's, that's really where that idea of heroic hospitality was born is out of that act. Wow. And a dear friend of mine and mentor, um, Sean Manley, actually helped us to craft that language of heroic hospitality and what that meant. Uh, but that was really the first act, uh, my parents doing that. And then that's what we've strived for and sought after mm-hmm. as our mission, what drives us every day, what propels us every time the open signs come on, that we would greet people in such a way that would welcome them in. Regardless, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is, is, is we're just going to show you heroic hospitality. The door's wide open. Come on, you have a seat. Here's a delicious beverage, yeah. and we're going to serve you, um, you know, and love you and, and lead you well like Jesus. So we've had that opportunity to do that. Uh, it's been an incredible joy to be a part of over these 12 years, and, and we're looking forward to, to growing more stores in the future and bringing this idea of heroic hospitality and a great coffee experience to, to more and more cities. So... Yeah, that's a little bit of the nutshell, and hmm. um, man, yeah, eager just to see how, you know, what other stories are going to pop up around this table, uh, you know, when we sit and interview folks, and to hear what struggles and, you know, what relatable um, shenanigans they've done <laughs> growing up and, and that have informed what they're doing now. So hmm. anything else you guys would, would like the audience to hear or know about you as we embark in, on this journey? I just think it's interesting mm-hmm. how you, we look and see and perceive leaders, owners, CEOs one way. We rarely will see the struggle or the engagement yeah. to where they are today. We see them as is. Like I see you guys as you are today. I may not have known you guys 10 years ago, 12 years ago, but to hear the stories, to hear the lead up, the build up, the highs and the lows to get to where you are today mm-hmm. is beautiful. And how many yeah. folks in our, in, our, in our world that we see and they're like, oh my gosh, these guys are crushing it. Yeah. They had no wow. idea they actually got crushed themselves five wow. years ago, six years ago. That's so well said, yeah. I was meeting with oh uh, an, uh, another business owner in town. And uh, uh, when I first moved here, um, when we first stopped doing ho- hotel photography, my, my wife was just about to have our baby. I took a marketing job with a local company for about four months and went, yeah, I'm really not, this isn't really what I want to do. I want to kind of do my own thing and figure out how to put something together that I feel is more in line with what's, you know, from my DNA. And when, uh, that business owner and myself have stayed in contact through these years and, uh, get together and have coffee and is a huge support, big advocate. I met with them when we when I chose to quit, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to do my own thing, but I'd love you guys to be our first client." And they said, "Cool, we love that. We'll be your first client. How cool is that?" Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and so this this uh, this guy uh, sometimes it just takes up an yeah. ask. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just go out, especially when Isn't you that true? what it is that you yeah. have to offer. When you've yeah. got value to deliver, just yep, just it's like stepping up to the, the edge of yep. like a little you know ledge to jump yep. into a. Cliff. I remember pacing in my living room with my wife. Is this going to work? Is this going to happen? How do I approach yeah. it? Did you totally. grade yourself after? Did yeah, you grade exactly. yourself? I went home. And <laughs> Two I, thumbs up. I went home and I told my wife, um, okay, we're going to get through this. And I'm like, just joking. That's, they, they said they'd be our client. Anyway, so oh, I just met awesome. with them last week and and uh, I said, hey, we're at a point in this business where we've got to figure out. I, I, I don't 
here's what I'm doing, and I don't know how to get to the next level. Um, I don't know how to scale in this respect. We have you know five teammates. I just don't know how to get past this area here. It's just, it's, just, it's it's challenging, right? So from one business owner to another business owner, coming to the table, and he's he all he did is he told me how he started. And he just he just told me how he started. He told me um, we talked numbers because that is a lot of times the business owners they don't often go, hey, here's what happened when we started. This is what our sales looked like, and this is why that was so tough. And here here's our here was our bottom line. This is what we he he was very candid with me. He said, I remember that uh, there were so many years. He said I sold my car to pay my taxes. I didn't have a car. There is year, there is months where I knew that this wasn't going to happen and I couldn't support and I was taking X amount a month and my you know part my wife was supporting us for this long like wow really man yeah mm-hmm. because he has a successful business with 30 40 teammates and continue to grow and but we don't see that correct time of his, his no one journey. sees that but that's what makes us um, that that is what gives us that. I you know I always tell people that great story with the, with with one of the greatest teachers that his disciples or his students came to him and said, "How can we be great?" And the teacher didn't say, um, "How dare you want to be great?" He said, "Here's the roadmap. You got to serve, and then that's how you can be great." Yeah. And so if you start out wanting to be great and getting all the accolades, by the time you finish that journey of servanthood. I'm telling you, <laughs> what are you going to be? You know, it, the thing I've been talking about a ton with our team, you know, especially as we're opening new stores and we're talking about, you know, hey, we need leaders to to run these shops, and we have a co-leader model, so we usually have two two people oversee each store, which is pretty awesome. Um, but leading is serving, absolutely period. has to be, period, <clears throat> and that's. You know, it, it's a paradox because a lot of times people think leading is uh, now I'm leveling up and I get to mm. delegate know, it all and you do it all. Exactly. And I get to sit in the back office and make sure that, but no, 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 it's leading is serving. And, yeah. and my team is like, yeah. and there are people want to rise to that occasion. I think we want to, it's not like when managing and leading, I think are two different things. Managers manage things. I think leaders lead yeah. people. They manage systems. They manage processes, potentially. Sure. And it's a, it's a mindset shift yeah. that has to occur at some point. But, um, you know, and then Josh, back to your point, you know, the struggle that we've all faced, and I think we'll, we'll eventually go into our stories a little bit more, but I think if we make sure to tell those stories of the struggle, because there is no overnight success. There's just night after night and day after day after Sheesh. struggle, Sheesh. which, you know, somewhere Ugh. within the struggle, there's little tiny wins that stack yeah, yeah. up over time that equal success. But, Correct. You know, yeah. um, it, wow. I think it helps make us all relatable. Like we're all at different points on the journey. Some of us haven't launched our businesses yet. Mm-hmm. And some of us have and just are coming up against the roadblock of how do I overcome this next hurdle? And so wow. uh, we really hope uh, that as we travel down this road of Scratch Your Niche podcast and, um, again, taking feedback and questions that come in from you guys. Uh, we just hope to add value and really help you overcome hurdles, help to inspire you, help wow. you to, to get to the next level. But we also want to make a big ask to you and have you just you know, share this. Share this mm-hmm. episode. Share this, the, the episodes that precede this uh, with people that you think uh, right. might find value in it. Uh, sharing is caring, they say. <laughs> and so uh, we, we would love for you to, if this is added value to you, just share it. And so without further ado, um, we'll just bring this to a close. This is kind of like episode 000, kind of a little bit about why and who we are, the guys behind the podcast. So we'll catch you all soon on the next episode.